welcome to this week's episode of Racing Only Better, where I am delighted to finally be welcoming back Tony Calvin. Tony, we've missed you. Where have you been? Yeah, you'd be the only one that has missed me, but yeah. That's I'm not back. true. The fans have been calling out for your return. Yeah, I've got a lot of um, stored up anger. I've been off Twitter. I've been, not only have I not been on here for a month, I've been off Twitter for a month as well, so... I'm looking forward to getting back on there and uh, <laughs> wreaking havoc. I'm nervous. Don't fire any bullets my way, will you? Just hold off for a few weeks. What was Lofty doing there? I don't know. Dan, how are you, Dan Barber? What I'm fine. What there? I was thinking of great sporting comebacks, of which this is obviously the main one. City winning 3-2 to get to QPR to win the league. Christian Eriksen playing again. But uh, me and Kev, I think, will always go back to WrestleMania 8 and the return of the Ultimate Warrior. And... <laughs> Tony Calvin, the ultimate warrior, is back in the in the fold. What a joyous day. How does day. that song go? It's like, guess who's back? Back again. Yes, back. Calvin's back. He's back. Yes. Anyway, Tony, we're absolutely delighted. And as you guys can hear, I am sat next to Kevin Blake. We're here at Windsor for leg four of the Racing League. Kevin is pumped. Yeah, not as pumped as Tony Calvin, I tell you. Just before we came on air, he's, be, he's literally shaking on the other side of the camera there with excitement at the prospect of uh, Team Wales and Team London locking horns with three weeks to go. Come on, Calvin. None of us can wait. We're all absolutely buzzed. I am abandoning Team <laughs> Ireland because they're so crap. Are you with now? Uh, let's uh, let, let's get straight into the weekend's action, guys. Um, obviously, Haydock, Ascot and Kempton to cover. Uh, big weekend for our very own Betfair at Haydock. Uh, but just before we get started, the few offers with Betfair for the weekend on Saturday. If you bet up to £10 on multiples, you get a free £10 bet back on multiples on Saturday. So stay aware of that over the weekend. Um, we kick off with the Ascendant Stakes, the listed race over the mile for the two-year-olds. Loads of these horses stepping up to the mile for the first time, as you expect at this time of year, Tony. Yeah. And Naval Power is our favourite, 13 to 8 on, 3 from 3, carries the penalty. Can he do it? Uh, the betting certainly suggests he, he, he should. Um, he opened up at four to seven on Thursday morning with a sports book and even that got taken. He's now into twos on. And obviously, if you look at his official mark of 111 uh, and the manner of his Ascot victory last time, even though the, the runner-ups uh, got well stuffed since, you know, suggest he should be winning this. But uh, we haven't, we're recording this on Thursday afternoon and I, I'm I'm looking towards maybe a prize for Dancing Magic, maybe without the favourite. I, I do think the favourite probably will win, but I think Dancing Magic is, is, is 11 is in the outright with a sports book. And I think he, that's probably too big a price. Um, so hopefully that will equate to the without uh, favourite market when that appears. Yeah, he, he, you know, he was, he got caught late on last time at Newbury, but I thought it was a really good effort. It was a good time. Uh, the horses behind it, the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth have all won since. So it was a, it was a strong Newbury, Newbury race. Um, stepping up to a mile is going to suit on pedigrees, Camelot, and there's plenty of damina, uh, stamina on the damn side. So I thought, yeah, maybe, maybe dancing magic without the favourite. Um, and I think, you know, if I was going to have a bet, and I, I'm not going to have a bet because it's not my shape of race, but I thought 11s was probably on the big side outright for dancing magic. I like that. We're going to have to use that one going forward, TC. It's a, it's a nice way to be efficient with words rather than saying plenty of stamina on the damn side. We'll just say lots of damina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, cutting out the words. 
keeping it tight, as our boss Barry would like. I'm out of practice. Um, I'm all aboard seeking gold here because uh, head and heart, really, first and foremost on the form line, uh, not really as Yarmouth win. I mean, that was good and impressive for the Tom Clover team. It's currently three to one for their second best in the market. Um, but when you go back to that Newbury race, he was second that day on debut. It's pretty much, I think it's got to be the hottest novice run this year. Um, a load of group horses have come out of it. And Seeking Gold, he was a breeze up by. He's actually owned by some friends of mine, um, and it's sort of a first horse for the syndicate. So what a first horse to have. They're having a hell of a journey already with him. And by all accounts, he's done some nice work at home on the gallops. I think they're very pleased with him. He's going to step up to the mile today. He runs through the line really strongly. And crucially, he's just dead straightforward. Um, I think the stam- I think the test will suit him, the mile test and the track. And for me, Kevin... He's my selection. It is a bit head and heart, but at the prices, I'm going to take a swing with Seeking Gold. Very best of luck to you now, Vanessa. Thank you. Thank um, you. I, I'm along similar lines for everyone, really, like Naval Power, um, look highly impressive visually, etc. Um, it seemed to be a big surprise to Charlie Appleby afterwards. Um, I think he very much took him by surprise um, at Teofilo you wouldn't expect it necessarily to be happening to that extent at this time of the year. So look, he'll probably go and win, but I'm actually with TC. I'm, I'm with Dancing Magic oh. um, for all the reasons he mentioned. He was very much on my radar after his last run. Um, very good on the clock, very good number. Um, they tried to walk him uh, into this company last time. He went nuts in the stalls. So we want to see him behave himself okay. um, this time. But uh, as TC says, lots of stamina um, to, to draw on. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, I think he's a lovely horse. Yeah, looking forward to seeing how he swims in these deeper waters and he makes a peel at the price. Okay, dancing magic, two boats at a bigger price, and everyone a little bit lukewarm on naval power at the prices anyway. Uh, let's move on to the 145. This is the superior mile stakes. It's the group three over, as the title would suggest, a mile. Ooh. Aren't I so bright? Um and Dan, let's bring you in here. We've got two horses at the top of the market, both Reach for the Moon and Bayside Boy. Connections reaching for a visor and blinkers on each of them uh, because both these three-year-olds haven't really delivered on the promise they've previously shown, I think it's fair to say. And now it's kind of getting to not desperation stage with the two of them, but the fact they're both reaching for headgear says plenty, I thought. Oh, yeah, it really does. I mean, Reach for the Moon looked... Looked one of the better two-year-olds, didn't he, of last season? He really did, but he's been restricted to just two starts this time around. I didn't think he was that keen to go past Claymore at Ascot last time. I didn't think it was just the trip, but they're dropping him back in distance. They've given him a break, I suppose, them putting headgear on. I know there's a thing that the headgear doesn't necessarily have to signal that a horse is ungenuine. I mean, it's ten a penny in America, but... The narrative over here is that if a horse is not putting its best foot forward, then you go for headgear. So it seems to be in their mind too. I just find this very tricky puzzle because you've got a blend of like upstart handicappers who are in really good nick, brunch, dark shift. And then you've got the more established group horses that aren't really going anywhere. Reach for the moon, Bayside boy, uh, Marie's diamond. She's he's she He's likely to force the pace, I'd have thought. I'm wondering, I'm hoping more so, small stakes for me, that there's a Perotto bounce back in a well-run race. I mean, he's he's completely out of the winning habit. And 
he's gone from looking a very progressive handicapper winner at Royal Ascot last season to just very hard to place. But he's not had much racing this season. He's been kept relatively fresh, which could be an advantage. And obviously he's finished last the last twice, but first last time, three ran and he was right on the heels of them. He was only beaten a length and a half. So I didn't think that run was an absolute disaster. Interesting. 25 to 1 at the moment. They're ranked outsider. Nice three places there. Yeah, happy days. 25 to 1 for Perotto, Marcus Schoening, Ben Curtis in the saddle. Tony, which way are you going here? Uh, I've already had a bet. I backed uh, Bayside Boy at 13 to 2 earlier in the day. The sportsbook are ducking him at fives, but I think you'll get around about sixes on the exchange for Bayside Boy. He was disappointing last time at Goodwood, actually. Um, But he. I think Ryan Moore got off and said, uh, stick the blinkers on, which they duly have. Um, you know, if you go back to his two-year-old form, you know, you know, he, he really should be a lot, lot shorter than around about the sixes he's currently is on the exchange. He's, you know, he was, he beat, actually beat the favourite um, in the Champagne Stakes, went on to finish, you know, placed in Group 1 company. Throw out run first time in France. Ran really well in the St James's Palace Stakes, only beaten a couple of lengths. And like I said, he, he did look a he did look a bit moody at, at Goodwood last time. So they've chucked the blinkers on. Um, the The record of the stable with first time blinkers isn't great. It's eleven from one hundred and thirty two in the last eleven years. So that that's not a great indicator. But he shaped as though he could do with some headgear last time. And I'm just wondering whether, whether they'll go from the front with him here. I know Marie's diamonds in the race, but. Uh, he's he's also shaped as a not only the headgear is needed, but maybe a step up in trip as well. So maybe he'll just sit very handy behind Marie's diamond, and they'll just ride him more aggressively than they have been doing. But uh, on his two-year-old form, and even on that St James's Palace form, <clears throat> he's more of a seven to two four to one shot than than he currently. You know, he's still thirteen to two available in the marketplace, and that that's just far too big. So uh, I don't particularly like the shape of the race, but I do like the price of Bayside Boy. Okay, Tony taking a swing with one of the quirkier three-year-olds in the race. Kev, where are you going? Yeah, I'm similar to TC actually. Oh, um, God. Like I, I don't mind the fav, but it's too short. It's because Tony's um, back, and you're just like bonding now yeah, over yeah. agreeing yeah. on these horses. Stop mumbling. Uh, he he was, uh, <laughs> he was put forward as the great Derby hope um, this year. Um, but despite having loads of damina, um, I never, th- I never thought he was going to be a Derby horse. To be honest, he was always too, too. He looked too fast to me, too free going. And I think coming back to a mile will definitely suit him. Um, I thought the visor was an aggressive move. Uh, I don't think he necessarily needs that. It might fire him up too much. And I would Marie's Diamond in there. They just might end up kind of rocking and rolling too quick there. And I thought that might set up lovely for Bayside Boy, um, who, as TC says, has headgear on himself, but. Um, I if he was mine, I'd be following those couple of leaders and um, looking to strike late. And I'm um, at the prices. Uh, I thought he was the one. Okay, just to interject quickly, we're live live podcasting. Sedgefield's currently delayed because of the sheep loose on the track. There's a load of people in high vis chasing it around. What a, <laughs> just one a, or more? What, or more. what a, just one? What oh. a sport this is. With a, swarm of, with a swarm of bees yesterday. I was just yeah, about to say bees yesterday, sheep today, all happening on Sky Sports David Radio. David Attenborough's hosting next week, I'm afraid, Vanessa. Oh, yeah. well, I'd be dropped off for him, in fairness. Um, on to the 220 guys at Haydock over the one mile six. This is the three-year-old handicap over this staying trip. Adjuvant is currently the favourite for Benoit de la Sea, Michael Bell. Um, 
they have an excellent record when teaming up, Dan, including with this horse. I think about a 27% strike rate, something around there. Um, and this horse finds himself at the top of the market, but it's open looking, I think it's fair to say. Oh, yeah, of course it is. I do think this is the right favourite, though. Um, do you? Benoit was... Do us. Do it, Dan. We know uh, who you want to tip. Don't hesitate. Just do us. What is, is this something that I should be tipping that I'm not? Come on. <laughs> oh, know. no, I'm not I... touching that thing again after that <laughs> After that Beverly run. Oh, yeah. You know what? Drawn when 16... I saw him in this, I thought, <laughs> go on, Dan. Dan's going to go in again yeah. because Dukey went in again with a few horses and they came good. Summer Gam for him. He backed that twice and he came good yeah. eventually. It's like that, it's like that Simpsons, Simpsons meme, Dan. Say the line, Dan. Yeah, exactly. Are you, are you talking about post-impressionist here? Yes. yes. That wasn't off last time at Beverly, was it? <laughs> Tony! Oh, he's back. That was a question, Mark. Tony. I mean, that was, that was a 16 grand race to the winner. This is a 51 grand race to the winner. He's up to a more suitable trip. He'll be given a more aggressive ride, won't he? I, I, I take them both at 16 and 16, but yeah, this is the plan, not Beverly, surely for post-impressionists, but they just got lucky with the draw, haven't they? Why, why run him a week before, though? I don't get that. It's not like it's a stable that put people that, like you up that can't sentiment. get them fit. Yeah, maybe it is. Maybe <laughs> Probably, perhaps the trainer was so disgusted by the ride, he said, let's get it out again. Right, yeah, it it been, yeah, he did. I mean, he didn't get to the bottom of it, did he? But I didn't think the thing travelled again and tongue ties on again. No, I was... Um, I think Adjuvant is notching up a pretty solid profile since the upcoming trip. He was unlucky to not finish closer at Goodwood. He's then gone to run a really massive race, I thought, at York, behind a freak show in Solcombe. And can I just propose maybe a... Can I be shrewd Van Nistelrooy to coin one of Dukey's phrases? You probably want to be looking at sticking him in a double with him and Solcombe in the next, because there's, 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 there's a very obvious form boost that might be happening... 30, 35 minutes before that horse runs in the Old Borough Cup. Contingency. Oh, yes. We like it, Dan. I like I like the way you're playing it. Uh, Tony, what about you? Uh, I think Duke and Barber must have these special accounts that you don't get them shut for, for <laughs> related contingencies, bets like that. Yeah. It's normally <laughs> the quick way to the... They're uh, special. They're special. Oh. Um, no post impression. I'll come out. That's a, there's been money for that already. Sixteen to twelve today, uh, but the one I like is Spaycaster, uh, another first time blinker angle. Uh, angle. Yeah. Uh, again, there are two words into one. Uh, Damina. Um, yeah, I mean, like Beckett with um, first time blinkers is very good. He's thirty from one hundred and eighty nine. Um, you know, that's only middling, but he's got a, a, a level stakes uh, profit of about sixty three quid there. So that's that's an interesting angle. And, Go back and have a look at this horse's run at Haydock last time. He's um, He was drawn free there. He was drawn to go forward, but he stumbled pretty badly there. He lost a few lengths and he lost, more importantly, lost his track position there. And he had to come from way back there. Um, he's obviously got a tricky soul. He was gelded before that Haydock run last time. And, you know, they're putting the blinkers on here, but I think he's really well handicapped. Uh, I think the better ground will suit. And, you know, I think they'll ride him handy from his draw here. I mean, he was ridden relatively handy when he beat a certain Doval legend at Chelmsford uh, last November. So, yeah, um, I thought Spaycaster at 10 to 1, Sportsbook playing five places. I thought that was very, very interesting. I thought that was probably the standout of the prices. Yeah, extra places, like Tony has said there. Uh, Kevin, where are you going? 
Open champion will do for me. Um, he's by postponed, who, who's been a little bit disappointing as a sire so far. They, they, they seem to really need time and distance, and he's uh, he's getting both here. Um, form reads reasonably well. Scope to step up and trip. The scope to improve for the step up and trip. Um, a little bit worse off with um, temporize from their meeting earlier in the season, but I think it might be improving enough to overcome that. And um, yeah, it's not a bullish shout, as you can probably tell from my tone. I can, I can tell from your tone. Uh, let's move on to the 255 over the same trip, but this time for three-year-olds and above. But Solcom, the horse Dan has already touched upon, had entries in both races, but comes here and is the two-to-one favourite. And so he should be, Dan. And I suppose you can keep your answer short and sweet here. It's all about Solcom in the double, yeah? Yeah, I mean, it was ridiculous, wasn't it, what he did? Missed the break. He probably went a biggest price soon after the start and the dominance at the end was just the he did, it's one of those where you didn't really care what he went up because they're not going to put him up 20 he's gone up a stone and i mean he's still lurking at the bottom of the weights in a handicap i mean he's clearly still thrown him for me his group horse in handicap territory no interest in him opposing him really i'm not saying i'm going to get carried away at two to one backing him but he's not a favorite i think you'll get beaten you'll necessarily get beaten i want to get beaten unless he misses the break again but he's still got a long home straight to recover if he does yeah absolutely i think i'm all aboard him as well don't really feel the need to take him on with anything else or try and be too clever i think as dan said it could be as simple as group horse in a handicap still tony uh he's probably not your sort of price is he no, uh, like Dan, I mean, I'm not in, in a mad rush to try and get him beaten, even if he is twos off a wide draw and up £14. I thought I can see there was uh, the, the 25 to 1 about Island Brave uh, earlier in the day. Sports were the biggest price about that. That has been taken into 16s, and I can definitely see that. Um, £3 lower than when winning the race last year. Probably should have won one of those Mickey Mouse Shergar Cup races um, last time, but that was his best run of the season. Um, yeah, I think Ireland Brave, again, I'm when the without markets come out, I'll be looking, I think Sulcombe's probably going to win, but twos, you can just let him win, can't you? I mean, uh, betting without Ireland Brave, uh, that will be that will be uh, quite interesting to me. In fact, he's one of three recent winners in the race that are coming here, but uh, yeah, Ireland Brave for me, probably without the favourite. Okay, like Tony says, currently at 16 to 1, has been backed um, in what is a competitive market behind Sulkham. But Kevin, are you taking him on or not? I'll take him on. Like oh. the, the, the promise is obviously there, but look, he, he has shown a tendency to miss the kick before. And Haydock isn't, isn't a track. I'd like to see him get too far behind. It can be tricky to make up the ground. He might well be able because he's that good. But uh, look, I'm going with, with an old project, the old Cliff Horse for Kev, uh, going gone. Um, he nearly did the job for us last time. Nearly sure I napped him in the Shargar Cup. I certainly tipped him, and um, he, he was only relatively narrowly beaten. Um, he's not a straightforward ride, as we've talked about. We've mentioned uh, the the want of a Goldilocks ride with him on a number of occasions. Um, he, he needs to be ridden just right to uh, to get the job done. And, and Rene Pischelek uh, took over the ride last time, and he did perfectly fine. But look, Patsy Cosgrave is back on. Who the main man who knows him really well? Yeah. And uh, he'll be itching to get another crack at him. And he's a big old price. like 25s. Yeah, look, I think if, if things drop right for him, he's certainly capable of being stuck in the finish. And look, if things go wrong for Solcom, you never know. So 25s. Of... Staying aboard the train. Not like Dan, and I'll just jump off the train when things start going <laughs> bad. I stay on to the bitter end. I go down in <laughs> flames. Arachibo says flames. otherwise. Arachibo says otherwise. <laughs> That's a great 20... ambassador, actually. 
Yeah. I, I saw our team was entered in the sale there somewhere coming up. I think, uh, Dan, you, you oh. can potentially, you can, I hope it wasn't, it might have been yesterday. You could potentially buy him. I've already <laughs> bought it. I feel like I bought him once over anyway in bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, 25s and four places, probably not a bad shout from Kevin taking on the favourite and might run into a place. And like you said, if, the, if it doesn't go right for the favourite, who knows what will happen in that race. Uh, let's move on to the Betfair Sprint Cup, the big group one on the day over the six furlongs. Terrific race in prospect. Oh, news just in. Arecibo was withdrawn. He was in the sales yesterday and he was withdrawn, Dan. Give him a ring, you never know. You never know. <laughs> and they obviously took pity on him. A They're private sale walk. may or may not have taken place. No, no. <laughs> apparently, apparently he got there too early and uh, it, was, it, it was shut, so they went <laughs> home again. Yeah. He declined to enter the door when given the opportunity. <laughs> refused to refuse to win, as Brandon Duke says. Um, Betfair Spring Cup, guys. Let's start with you, Dan. Got Minzal in their 130 favourite. Naval Crown next best four to one. Emma Artiana back for more at 13 to two. Um, oh God, so many in here. Kin Ross as well, dropping back down and trip. Art Power, not the force of old. Where are we going? It's all happening in the sprint division. I think they might break records here for for a gallop set in a race art okay. power naval crown dubawi legend even go bears go i mean this there's got to be no hiding place here i think it sets up well for a hold up horse um just mentioned that they don't think maybe tc mentioned with the with the potential for rain um hmm. i i don't think it can get that test in i'm in the northwest it's still yeah. glorious on on thursday afternoon there was, you're, going, um, you're right you can you can definitely get more <laughs> testing there was a lot there was a lot more the, the rain's kind of the forecast dissipated quite a lot there was quite a lot forecast yesterday when i started looking but it's two mil of that now mm. Uh, you got flaming ribs, another one, just to continue the boring task of reading every front runner off. Um, yeah, and it looks like boring a fairly task. even, so even who's, spread. Who's selection? <laughs> even spread. It is old boy Rohan to show that I'm a loyal character. I still liked him at, at York, even though it was it was seven. I didn't think it'd be a bother, but that race was just messy. Nothing got into it. That was a theme across York on the straight track, wasn't it? Just the pace holding up really well. I mean, absolute cup final job here. Six furlong, strong pace. He's right up there on the time form figs. Thinks he's a pound figures. He's about a pound or two off, and in an open renewal, he's got really strong handicap form. He's got Holly. Yeah, Rohan will definitely do for me. Rohan eight to one. Dave Evans, Holly Doyle. Go on the Rohan, like it. Taking on some of these younger, not even younger guns, actually, just the horses. Much just guns. Just guns, just guns. Yeah, see, because I'm beside you, I can do this. I can go now because I'm also with Rohan. Oh, yeah, yeah, go. That worked out well last time, remember? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But look, Dan, we'll, we'll, we'll link arms again. We'll go back to war. And, um, yeah, look, loads of pace. You know, why not? Back back to a trip that probably suits him better than the seven. Um, yeah, and we go again. This is wide open. I think this is going to be a race that's going to be won by... I'd say there's about eight or nine horses certainly in here that if it drops lovely for them, they can go and win and it wouldn't be a shock to anyone. So um, with the pace map looking as it does, um, I'll stick with Rohan. I'll be with Dan. I'll be up for you. Two votes for Rohan in the ultra-competitive Betfair Sprint Cup. Group one action, Tony. Which way are you going in this red-hot uh, race? I backed Harry Free this morning. Uh, 
I could not believe it when the sports book opened up. Do you like this horse? Weren't you banging on about it with the French? Yeah, I mean, uh, we, after we won at Deauville in the listed race, actually gagged up about three and a half lengths. We did weighed in weekend review. I think that yes. was, well, that would have middle of August. And I, I mentioned this race for that then. And I thought, um, obviously, last time they upped him to Group 1 company, the pre de Geese, and he blew out to a certain degree. But, I mean, it wasn't a bad run. He, he was only beating four lengths. Um, and I think you can make excuses for him there. He was a bit too free and he was on his own on the near side and he saw far too much daylight. So I, I think he's a lot better than that run. Hopefully so anyway. Like I said, he's been back from 33s, 22s, 20, uh, 20s into 14s. He's had four price changes already with a sportsbook today. And I, and I can see where the money's coming from here because he looked really devilishly impressive at, at York and at Deauville. And the the... The theme of that, that those performances were, he came late off a strong pace, showing a devastating turn of foot. So there's loads of pace in the race, which really suit it. Uh, Kirby's on. I'm not a mid- massive fan of Kieran Schumark, uh, but Kirby's replacing Schumark after last time. And uh, yeah, I can, I can, I can see Kirby burying him and coming very late. The, the one, the one, the one negative is, I mean, all with the pace, a lot of it is drawn low. Um, you know, the one, four, five, six. So ideally, I'd like want him to be drawn lower than 14, but Brad the Brief is, is next to him, so, and he can go forward. So hopefully he'll get a toe into the race there. Uh, yeah, Harry Free, um, I'll be looking to back him at 16 to 1 plus win only on exchange. I mean, you do get enhanced places with the sportsbook, and as it's their own race, I imagine you might be getting five places in this race in the 70 run of Group 1 on, on Saturday morning, but I'm inclined to back win only, and I'm inclined to back, well, I have back with uh, Harry Free, and I think 16 to 1 plus at the current prices on the exchanges is worth a bet. I think he's a free run with a lot of upside. He needs to improve, but I think the improvement's there. I'll give a quick mention the Castle Star, because this is exactly the type of race he wants. Disappointed on his return, interrupted prep, very talented horse. Um, they'll go wrapping in front of him. I could see him finish off well at a massive price for that. Okay, okay, a couple massive. of bigger price swings there. And uh, two votes for Rohan as well from the boys uh, for the win bet. Anyway, uh, let's move on to Kempton, uh, onto the all-weather September stakes, Group 3. Tony, it's straight over to you, your favourite horse. Have you got, uh, in fact, you went missing, I think, after this horse, did you? At, after, no, York, no, York. York yeah, yeah, when so uh, no. yeah, I, I had another week after that because I remember moaning about it, it was the worst that's it. You minutes of, uh, of my yeah. betting summer. It was like just yeah. after Blessing got done by a head. Uh, that was it. The handicap. Yeah. The Bayana got yeah. uh, got done after trading about twenties on by that. That was the one time. That place I monkey Sebuska. Um, yeah. Um, who me? All right. No. Okay. Um, yeah. Like I say, the Bayana. You'd be disappointed if he got beaten here. He's got plenty of Group One form. Champion States runner-up, should have won in Hong Kong. Um, you know, obviously had a very stiff task last time, but this is quite a deep group three. And this is his all-weather debut. And I'd be wanting bigger than 11 to 8 about this horse uh, in this kind of company. Um, I think he was, actually, be honest, I think he was, I was a touch underwhelmed by his run at York last time, um, even though that form ties in very closely with the previous Sabuska form. Um, no, I, I think I'd be disappointed if Dubai Honor uh, doesn't win this, but 11 to 8, I can let him win all day long. 
It's, okay. it's, it's a fair group three, this. Yeah, I would agree with that. Kevin, what we're saying about gear up, Joseph's horse in this? Yeah, like it took him a little while to kind of settle in. Um, but last time was very good. Beat Cleveland. I think this trip suits him well. Um, surface and unknown, but expected to suit. Um, look, has pounds to find with the big two in the market now, but I'd be hoping he runs well. Um, if, he had, if I had to pick one, it'd be Mustadaf. Um, he has the Kempton form, the surface form, um, and his best isn't a mile behind Dubai Honours, who's surely using this as a prep for, for a turf target um, in about a month's time. So, um, hard race to be bullish in, I thought. Yeah, what about you, Dan? We've mentioned pretty well the top three in the market already. Are you with one of those three or are you elsewhere? Genuinely no view in this race. Honestly, you might as well skip. I just Kev mentions the downside with Dubai on it. Tony's mentioned one and an upside. I, I didn't know where to start. Really like gear up as a horse, but it'll just get done for speed, won't it? Is that a fair comment, Kev? I don't know. I don't know. I think he's pacey, but we'll see. You know, it's a deep water for to be fair to Dan listeners, he actually said before that that was the one race he didn't want to give comment on. I just threw him under the bus there. Sorry, Dan. Uh, <laughs> give us your view on the next race, the 240 at Kempton. It's another race that Betfair are paying an extra place with. Um, this is the Unibet London Mile Series Final. The handicap over the mile. And as you would expect with a race of this nature, ultra competitive. First view, the Godolphin horse is five to one at the moment as the favourite. Morgan Ferry, next best, 11 to two for the Haggis team. Um, but I mean, you've got a million horses proven at the course and distance in this. Very, very competitive, Dan. Do you have a strong view? Uh, I've probably moved fewer markets than Mark Fowler in EastEnders down the years, but I am <laughs> wary here because I've got. Very good pals involved with the horse that I thought was interesting here. Baldomero. So hopefully Martin, Chris, Matt, Richard aren't listening um, with this horse watch. So he looks, it, I'd say it looks a plan, but he's he's coming back from a break. He's got really good Kempton form. He's run there twice against higher rated horses. He ran into an absolutely thriving horse of Camacho's, the Proclaimer. We know he stays 500 miles. And then he went to, after that, Prior to that, he was sorry. After that, it was he won a race against horses like Tyrrhenian Sea, like a proper quality, um, like all weather handicap. That and Mix were quiet when he wasn't running very well in early summer. We know the lads have got great history winning races around here with likes of Big Country and stuff. Freddie Larson's on first time, claiming five, good drawing three. Yeah, I reckon I might be sending a congratulatory text to a few of my chums after this race. Wow, a strong view with Baldomero. 16 to 1 with Betfair. Um, big old shout that. And Dan seems quite confident, Tony. Which way are you going here? Um, I thought this was really, really tricky. Um, I come back to the headgear stat as well. Um, Bitsai Bin Sarur has got no superiors when it comes to you know, impressive um, headgear figures. He's 23 from 111 with this type of first-time headgear that he's put on first view. Um, he's got a lot going for it. Um, I'm probably not going to have a bet because I think fives, is, I'm a bit worried about the midfield draw for a, for the five-pound claimer. But, you know, if he gets a clear run at it, first view, seventh in the John Smiths last time, two from two on the course as a two-year-old. Um, with that with that headgear uh, on, I can see first view going very well. But he's been pretty well found in the market at fives and like I said that that draw in seven uh, could prove problematical if I was looking outside of in fantasy believer at 16s would be would be the way I go but I haven't had a bet and I probably won't 
Okay, don't forget that is a race that is paying an extra place with Betfair over the weekend. And also don't forget that multiple offer. If you bet up to £10 on multiples on Saturday, you get a free £10 bet on multiples with Betfair this coming Saturday. Uh, finally, a couple of races from Ascot to run through, boys. Um, the 7 Furlong National Racehorse Week Handicap, the 310 at Ascot, is the first of them that we're going to discuss. Another race paying five places with Betfair and fresh at the moment, which is exactly what I am today, fresh, 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 um, is your current favourite at seven to two. Dan, let's come to you first. Um, I, love, I do like these races, V. You do? No, I never back the winner of them, but I like them because it's always the same old customers turning up. Um, and it, in Tony's absence, we did a pod a few weeks ago where Brendan and I were sort of saying we thought documenting was really overpriced, but Brendan stuck with him. I was dissuaded by the fact it was a small field potentially messy race when so much of his good form has been in straight track races, including at Ascot where he was fifth in the international. Um, he just strikes me as a horse in really, really good form. He's still well in on his old weather form. Drawing 11, I doubt, I'm not sure they'd split here. I'm not exactly sure what we'll have, but I think they might just come down the middle. So maybe that's not the negative you might deem it. And he just strikes me as a horse in very, very good form at the minute. The way he won that race that I wasn't sure would suit him. Uh, loads of, Farmers are saying these types of races being delivered late. I'm expecting that will happen again. I don't know much about the kid. I've seen him riding a bit for for Hannon, hasn't he? Um, seven pound clip. Voykanski. Voykanski. He's been placed on this horse. He was third at York in a smallish field to Salim. The only other time he's ridden it, so it doesn't seem to be a negative. He's claiming horse in good nick, horse with Ascot form, and horse at a fair price. Massive. Well, yeah, very fair price. Sixteen to one. Documenting. Uh, valid case made for the nine-year-old from Dan. Tony, which way are you playing this? Um, again, I haven't had a bet at the moment. I might give it a swerve, but I was quite half interested in Shining Blue. Now, this is another horse that's been backed early on with a sportsbook, 14 to 11, so it's got nothing to do with me this time. But I, I, I can see why there's been a bit of money for it. I mean, one of his first three starts, had no chance from draw 20 of 20 at Goodwood. And, you know, they put a hood on him for the first time at York next time. And he looked at one stage, he was going to go and win. He traded at five to two in running. And, um, yeah, he, did, he just looked really awkward and just very, very difficult for the Tory to steer. Uh, they've taken the hood off and they dropped him a pound for that. And I can see the step down to seven furlongs really suiting him. So, you know, the sports book, you know, have already seen money for this horse into 11s. I think you can get 16s if you shop around and I imagine you'll get that probably and some uh, win only on the exchange as well. So I'll be leaning towards shining blue, but not sure if I'm going to have a punt. What about you, Kev? Yeah, Anything? Tactical do for me. Been oh. with him a few times this year. Shaped uh, bet on the bear result a few times. More difficult to forgive last time, but I can't jump off these trains, Vanessa. It will, it will happen. <laughs> what was a horse, Kev? I'm, it, it might, I missed it. Tactical. tactical. All right, yeah. We've Ryan Moore on again, so look, we'll go again and hope uh, Tactical uh, gets in the mix because he's due. He really is due, and if we're sticking with Ryan Moore, then we can roll on to the 345 guys. Um, another handicap, the Class 2 over the mile four, and of course Ryan Moore's teaming up here with Charlie Appleby with this first ruler. Um, Dan, let's come back to you for this one. First ruler at the moment is 7-2. to two top of the market and uh interesting jockey booking obviously and hard to get away from him really isn't it uh, yeah i suppose in theory he's obviously very progressive but appleby's running four 
you've got Gosden. Saeed's got one as well. I mean, this feels like you're playing with fire slightly. Um, and I can't even, did you, maybe Ryan is just the first string of the jockey bookings. Um, maybe TC can fill us in on that, but I don't know. This just looked really hard to me. It just looks fraught with danger. Three, four horses from the same stable, another in the same ownership, and progressive horses like Mandobi, fantastic, representing other really good stables as well. Well, you've got Lad Yakul. Uh, for the Haggis team in there, obviously stepping into a handicap for the first time and um, could be anything tag on him, Tony. So are you with Dan in terms of think that it's a bit of a minefield, this race? Uh, yeah, I, I do like one. Though. I mean, coming back to Ryan, I mean, basically, you know, if he's at a meeting, his agent will get him on the favourite in most races uh, unless he's committed to something like the Queen's Tactical. Yeah. Um, so you know it's you know it, one of the few races I actually watched live this year was he won on a won on a Beckett filly second time out for the judgment horses. I was watching ITV and they were just always oh, a very rare, very uh, straight a uh, rare ride for you know for Beckett. And it's not because he's riding for judgment anyway. But um first rule he's he's got on a really good ride here, hasn't he? I mean, I think he's only up three pounds from that mile two win here last time. Have a look at the breeding. Dabawi out of a Man of War winner who also stayed a mile four. Everything points to first ruler, you know, being a, a very, very strong favourite here. But um, I like Double Cherry at 14s with a Betfair Sportsbook. They are top price that. Um, in, again, this is not another anti-Jim Crowley rant, but the horse was really impressive when beating He's back, two guys. He's back. <laughs> well, you know, you've got to call it as you see it. And I, I, I'm... I'm all these years I've been sitting on the fence. I'm just going to get off after my <laughs> after my actions. I mean, like, I'm going to call Time. it as I see it. Yeah, that poor um, fence. You said you on it for the last all those years. Jeez, I know the, the fence is now obviously horizontal on the grass, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my ass is about six feet in the ground. Yeah, <laughs> very good. Very but, good. Um, yeah, I uh, like I said he was he was really double chair was really impressive in soft ground at Goodwood. Went at £9 for that, was massively punted from 10s into 4s at Haydock next time over a mile six. Um, I don't know whether the horse was hanging or whatever, but he was just giving a very curious ride by Crowley. Um, he's off the same mark here. He's back to a mile four, the distance of the Goodwood. The problem is, it was soft ground at Goodwood, and this horse has been entered up quite a few times, so I'm told, um, in the last you know six weeks or so, and he just hasn't shown at all. Whether they're waiting for the ground or whether they're going to see how much rain turns up at Ascot, at the moment, about one mil is forecast, so it might be too quick when they pull him out. But from what I saw at Goodwood, um, I think he's still well handicapped. From what I saw at Haydock, I think he's a lot better than that. So double cherry, 14s, I'm going to play win only that. Double Cherry, 14s, taking on a whole host of Godolphin horses. I like it. Tony is back with a bang. Uh, let's wrap up the show with naps, guys. Who wants to go first? Dan? Okay, Kevin, you can go first. Bayside boy, win only. No like messy. Not, no messy. Headgear on, Bayside boy, going to be a bachelor's two-year-old talent. What about you, Tony, and that, please? Uh, yeah, I was considering Bayside boy, but I do think Harry Free... Um, and we obviously we settle at Betfair SP, so I think he might drift out again. Yeah, Harry Free in the Betfair Sprint Cup for me. 
Love it. A big prize, big prize nap. Tony is back. And Dan, your nap, please. Yeah, my name's Dan, and I haven't had a winning nap since Rohan won at Royal Ascot. So <laughs> I'm going to rely on that horse to end the barren spell, please. So I don't know what you lot are playing. I'm all over there. I thought you were going to go short. Yeah. No, I don't know what you lot are playing at. I don't know I'm still miles in front, but um, I, it is what it is, and Rohan's going to extend my lead, hopefully. Okay, Rohan for you in the big race, and I will go with Seeking Gold in the first race at Haydock, uh, listed race, please, taking on the Godolphin horse. Seeking Gold is my nap. Uh, that about wraps up the show. Don't forget the offer, the multiple bet offer, with Betfair on Saturday, bet up to £10 on multiples and you get a free £10 bet on multiples. And look out for extra places across plenty of the races we've discussed as well on Saturday. So loads of value up for grabs. Uh, we will be back on Monday. Tony is back in the fold again after his holiday, which we're delighted about. And we'll be back with Wade in on Monday. Uh, have a good weekend. Gamble responsibly. You know the drill by now. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you.